Here we go. The truth is simple. Diogenes. This is the simple truth, number 23, entitled, Gender Bender, Trannies for Hamas. There is no better way to destroy a culture than by disrupting families. The world has seen monarchies and democracies and every possible form of governance in between. Some have created flourishing cultures and others have been abysmal failures. But through it all, the family unit has always been the strongest, most basic, and most successful cultural dynamic unit in 10,000 years of human development. With a millennium of oppression in every corner of the globe that culminated in a genocide in Nazi Germany, the Jewish community has managed to remain unified around a strong family unit and culture. Despite the severe suffering of slavery in America, the black community survived in part because of a strong sense of family. In fact, through the 1950s, black family units maintained a higher rate of unity than most ethnicities, a strength that helped them survive hardship. That is no longer the case. What slavery could not do, the corruption of expanded welfare and the targeting of black communities for abortion did. Since the family unit has been greatly disrupted, those black communities have seen massive increases in crime and drugs. In recent decades, attacks on masculinity and femininity have disrupted the traditional family unit. Masculinity has been deemed toxic, and the traditional feminine nurturing role mocked as passé and old-fashioned. While these ideas entered some confusion into people's roles in family and community, like who should be the breadwinner or child raiser, we humans are quite adaptable. So we adapt. The upside was more opportunities for men and women to take on non-conventional roles without scorn. But today, the gender confusions and direct assault on gender and biology that has been launched in particular against our youth threaten to bring our culture to its knees. The stark reality and danger of the transgender movement was demonstrated when a young woman, I call her that out of convenience of communication, no disrespect, walked into a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee with several guns and murdered three children and three adults before police shot her. Metro Nashville Police Chief John Drake said Hale, the shooter, was not believed to have any previous criminal record. Asked if anything found could have suggested a motive for such a horrific crime, Chief Drake said, We have a manifesto. We have some writings we're going over that pertain to this day, the actual incident. We have a map drawn out of how this was all going to take place. There's right now a theory that we may be able to talk about later, but it's not confirmed, and so we'll put that out as soon as we can. Police identified the shooter by their name at birth, Hale reportedly identified as a transgender man who used him-her pronouns, though law enforcement officials initially described the suspect as a woman in the aftermath of the shooting. Police did not provide another name. In answer to a question as to whether Hale's transgender status might have had any bearing on a motive, Chief Drake said, There is some theory to that. We're investigating all the leads, and once we know exactly, we'll let you know. He said that the attack was targeted. He also said Hale had been considering targeting another location, which was not identified, 
but had apparently decided not to because of the level of security around it. Chief Drake said that while there was no known history of mental illness, it was a lead that was being investigated. Right now, we believe it was a lone assailant, and we don't anticipate any further damage at this time, Drake said. The parents thought that Hale had one weapon, but had sold it and was under a doctor's care for an emotional disorder. No doubt Hale was on some cocktail of mind-altering meds. Hale had been hiding the weapons, according to Drake. Law enforcement was also not aware of this or even who this person was prior to the incident. Curiously, the killer's manifesto remained hidden for months. When it was finally released, it confirmed Hale's distraught state of mind as well as the resentment and alienation the woman felt as a transgender man and lots of venom, especially hatred for privileged white kids of which she was one, presumably the motive for the horrific crime. To sum up her deranged evil, she wrote, I hope I have a high death count, ready to die. It was not the first violent attack by an angry and unstable transgender. There had been violent beatings of girls by transgender males and a number of rapes in school bathrooms. A study of male transgender prison inmates done in Canada found that 44% were in prison for violent sex crimes, usually against women or girls. I suspect there will be more such destructive and violent outbursts from this growing community. With the combination of massive hormones required to force someone's body to reverse gender direction, the psych drugs given to numb the psychic traumas involved, the painful surgeries, and the never-ending medical care that inevitably accompanies such radical treatment, it would be irresponsible to think there wouldn't be. And the toll on the transgenders themselves may be worse. Imagine the horror of waking up one day and realizing the mistake you have made, looking in the mirror and seeing the irreversible, disfiguring damages that your delusion has wrought on your life. If there ever was a recipe for suicide or even homicide, that would fit the bill. The transgender movement is a nihilistic nightmare hatched from the equally nihilistic, reality-denying, and ravenously destructive woke cancel culture. The woke movement that draws oxygen from the absurd anti-racism and critical race theory, postmodernist Marxist DEI philosophy, that claims and asserts that truth is personal, that meritocracy, setting goals and expecting results, hard work, individual responsibility, logic, writing well, and even math are the evil machinations of some white supremacist mindset. A world where feminists purporting to be devoted to women's rights would choose a transgendered male as woman of the year. A direct offshoot of transgenderism has been the invasion and destruction of women's sports, where a small number of men are now dominating what used to be the pride of actual women. They have to both continuously claim and violently assert such drivel, or it dissipates into the foul wind that brought it. The same mental masturbation led to adopting the insanity of there being no truth and no reality to what we know and can observe as their core platform of belief. The irony of such a quicksand nihilist philosophy having any core belief does not escape me. The gender confusions and over-sexualization being promoted into the adult society severely disrupts the social fabric that maintains families 
and bring stability to a culture. But when the same gender confusion and sexualization is aimed at children, whole generations are put at risk. Whether it be drag queen shows that showcase perversion, dystopian forms of pronoun delusion like furries, or the abomination that entails gender transition, the fact that these violations of sensibility and decency are advocated by major institutions of education and pediatric medical societies only highlights how far off the rails we have gone. What struck me recently was seeing a protest over the Palestinian conflict with the most obvious of oxymorons. There in the center of the photo of the LGBTQ plus activists was a decked-out transgender holding a sign that read, Trannies for Hamas. Trannies for Hamas? Trannies and all LGBTQ+, for that matter, and fundamentalist Islam make strange bedfellows. I suppose this is a brotherhood forged on the basis of victimization. The irony of the LGBTQ plus community coming to the defense of Hamas is that Hamas and the Palestinians are diehard Muslims who consider every aspect of LGBTQ plus wrong. All of it. According to Sharia, most of the group can be punished with death, and all LGBTQ plus would be at the very least banished, if not exterminated altogether. In some Middle Eastern countries, mere gays have been tossed off a high building when discovered. No arrest, no trial, just a couple of good old boys taking care of business. I hate to imagine what they would do to a transgender. Likewise for the wokester left, who assert tolerance and inclusion, but now march in support of a group that, given the chance, would exterminate all Jews and burn down the Christian West as well. I doubt a single wokester would survive long under Muslim Sharia law. No doubt transgenders would be the first to go. These are confused individuals who deserve real help. The sterilizing drugs and hormones culminating in brutal surgeries done on otherwise healthy bodies and given as pretended life-saving health care are certainly not the care they need. Hopefully one day in the not-too-distant future, our culture will shake its collective head and wake up from the gender-bending nightmare and realize the disaster of embracing transgenderism before too many lives have been ruined. And if our culture does survive this and some of the other lunacies that have infected it, someday history will note these times as a temporary insanity brought on by the pressures of some cultural crisis that has long since been resolved. At least, that is what I hope. And there you have it. That's all for now. Thanks so much for listening. Stay connected to The Truth Window by subscribing to my podcast at thetruthwindow.substack.com. You'll get notified when the next episode is available. If you stick to the truth, no lies can stick to you. So long for now.